Hi, everybody. This is Lori Weaver, and I'd like to welcome you to Compulsive Overeating Diary, the sequel. And we'll call this bonus episode Day 128, even though I honestly have no idea now how many days it's been since I originally began this experiment, where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And I'm back on top of the mountain at the very top upper Zen place today. And I came up here for a couple of reasons. One, I really do have some things I need to let go of, and I thought my hike would give me time to think that through. Listening to Josh always inspires me, and when I talk to you, things come clear in my own mind. Also, I wanted for all of us to send some thoughts and positive energy to BC Joe, who needs our positive thoughts because she's suffering through some time of loss right now. So I'd like us to support her in that. I'd also like us to say hello and reach out to new BC Kathy, who sent me a nice email. I want to share with you what I'm up to, how my new show Stories and Voice is going since launch, and basically tell you what Mark and I have been doing since last we spoke on Easter. So everybody huddle up to your speakers or earbuds, and we'll listen to Josh, and then I'll share with you what I'm letting go of today. But I'm letting go. Josh, it is so pleasant to sit here at the top Zen spot under the trees looking at the new spring flowers bursting, listening to the birds above and the water below, and to just breathe, just be. Let myself relax for a moment because, BCs, I have to tell you, I have been so unbelievably busy between classes, auditions, and working on my new show, and you know, being wife to Mark and friends to different people, and just even keeping my mortifying house of horrors dust free. <laughs> I have been just so slammed with stuff. I've hardly had the chance to go for a walk around my park, which is much closer than coming up the mountain, let alone making time for myself to actually come here as I used to and enjoy my time away. This was something that I really felt I needed, not for exercise and calorie sake, but I needed it for my own stress, my own sense of space, my own chance to breathe. The mountain here helps me get back in touch with who I am, the Lori that doesn't have obligations or things I have to do. The Lori who doesn't look in a mirror, doesn't get on a scale, doesn't worry about, you know, what size is in the pants label. <laughs> the Lori who doesn't worry about having to cook dinner or make a phone call or do some marketing to support the new show or anything like that. Here, it's just me and the mountain and on show days, you. I take you with me in my pocket. That's what my trusty Roland 05 recorder is, is you sitting here with me enjoying the day. And I imagine what you might say, even though it is kind of a one-sided conversation, <laughs> unless, you, unless you leave a comment or call the bravery hotline or some, some such like that. 
but even just knowing that you're listening gives you a sense of presence here with me in the mountain. I can imagine you through the sense of connection that we've built over the years through Compulsive Overeating Diary. I feel like I know many of you, even though for some of you I've never even seen your picture. I only have my sense of you through the energy of what you've given me. And that's a lot. It makes me believe in the sights unseen. It makes me believe in the value of being positive. It makes me understand how love can endure across time and space. Because I truly believe that love is the most powerful thing there is. And you know when you're feeling love versus self-interest, right? Or feeling of obligation. When you love, you really feel selfless. And for many of us, we got to experience that maybe as children. Some of us maybe did not experience that as children. And so we have a hard time recognizing it in our lives today. So that has been something I think that really impacts me. I've always felt hard put to identify connection and to understand why do people do things? Why is it that they are this way? Why did they say that? Why did they do this or why did they not do this? And I was reading the other day a fellow voice actor's blog and he made this point that like if you told me something bad that happened to you or something that you're going through and I say to you, oh, I understand exactly how you feel. That is me seeing your experience through my lens, through my filter. And even though I may have a circumstance that is similar to your circumstance, I, Lori, cannot know in reality what it's like for you to go through what you're going through. It is impossible. I cannot do that. I can take the time to stop and imagine it, to try to understand it. Better yet, I could ask you about it. Wow, how is that feeling for you? What's most, what's most painful or what's the hardest or what kinds of things might I do to support you? Would it help if I drove you someplace? Would it help if I called you once a week or once a day? You know, those kinds of things. But I can't know. Now, I know we've talked a lot on this show about assumptions that, right, we shouldn't assume things because that gets us in a lot of trouble. Like we assume people may not like us or we assume we're not going to get the job or we assume we're going to fail or we assume we're going to go for chips. We assume we're going to blow our diet. We assume we're going to give up our exercise program. We assume we're going to give up our dreams. We assume a lot of things in the negative if we have eating issues. Well, there I go for my filter, (laughs) but I'm making this assumption from the feedback that I've gotten from many of UBCs that in one way or another, many of us are assuming negative thoughts for ourselves. How that manifests though for each one of us, the actual experience that we have in the world of our negative thoughts is different for each one. So even though I've had 50 plus years of experience of understanding what it's like to use food as a way to cope with emotions or to avoid things or for my body size to take my focus so I didn't have to focus on things that were more painful like loss of relationships or the feeling of low self-worth, things like this. Some of you have had similar typed experiences but you don't experience them identically to me. 
And that is really hard for me because I was born into this particular body, into my particular family, into my particular country and my particular town and my particular house. And I had all of the experiences that I've had to date. All of these have shaped the way I view the world and the way I expect things to happen. In fact, I had an interesting coaching session with a renowned voice acting coach the other day. And I did a really good read or a really good take. It's like when you're doing your vo voice recording, right? You have different takes. Like maybe one time you sound really smiley, another time a little more serious or maybe more thoughtful, or maybe it's like holding back a laugh a little bit. Well, I did a really good take and I should have felt proud of myself because it was really good. It was something I've been trying to do for a while. And I walked out of the booth and my shoulders were slumped. My face was down and I kind of talked to her like, well, what do you think about that? Okay, I didn't look proud of myself. I didn't look powerful. I didn't look like somebody you could believe was selling a product. I looked like a, a meek, unsure person because as a voice actor, I am still a little meek and unsure and expect myself not to do well. And so I expect others to feel that way also. I put that expectation out in the world because that is how I experience things. And right now I've been experiencing that because I've been learning voice acting, learning it. Okay, so when you're learning something, more often than not, you don't nail everything right away. It takes some work and it takes some feedback. And as I progressed in my voiceover journey and gotten to listen and be in workout groups with really good working voice actors, they don't nail every single take every single time either. They don't. But coming back to the original point, I realized that I am attributing to everybody I meet and everything that may or may not happen what I think. Now, we've talked many times about my relationship with my wonderful husband, Mark. He does not think like me in any way, shape, or form, pretty much. We are very, very, very different in how we think. And I'm starting to understand him better. And the minute I stopped putting pressure on what happened with him, things improved a lot in our relationship. Because Mark does what Mark does for how he sees the world and how he sees things, not the way that I do. And I see that this is translating into everything I do. Here's another good example. I wanted this morning to send an email to a lady writer whose newsletter that I have been subscribing to for many years. She's a very good writer and she gives great advice. And I thought, you know, I'd really like to let her know about my new podcast, Stories and Voice, because I would like to get some more writing submitted, some new writers to come and give me things to post for the voice actors to audition for. But I made the assumption from my worldview, my negative thinking, that someone who is so well-known and so busy would not like to hear from me. Even 
if it was a benefit to the young writers starting out or maybe even the experienced writers who think, yeah, that sounds like fun. That's a fun project. I'm already making the choice. I'm already assuming that this person would just go, oh, spammer and delete my email. So I came this close to not sending the email. It's all part of that. Why bother? Why take a chance for the good things to happen? Why do that? Because I know that good things don't happen to me. And if they do happen, they don't last. Well, that's crazy, right? Nothing ever is gained by inaction. Well, I take that back. Not blurting out maybe stupid things in conversation or hitting reply to an email when you're in a heated state of mind and you're giving someone heck. In that case, there's something to be gained from inaction, but not really, because the inaction then would be, I'm taking a pause, but usually. Nothing in life is gained through inaction. And what causes me to be inactive is my fear. And my fear comes from how I experience the world. I started out the show enjoying and feeling that sense of love that I feel here on the mountain. I say, I can feel love. I can feel your love. I can feel the love of the universe, the love of God, just the love of being alive at this place in time right here. I feel love, but I realize too, in my day-to-day life, for most of my life, I primarily feel fear. I fear that I'm going to do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, cause someone to dislike me, cause someone to be inconvenienced, cause something to go wrong, you know, not do something perfectly, you know, perfection. Perfectionism is really kind of a fear of failure. And the fear of failure for me is all about if I'm not perfect, you're not going to like me. And that translates into how do I make sure not to be a failure is to not do. And if I ever have a temptation to do something like send that email out, then I can think about it and think myself right out of pressing send and stop myself from having opportunity. I can stop myself from asking people if they want to be on my show. I can stop myself from asking people if they'd like to come over to my house and watch a movie with me. I can stop myself from picking up the phone when I want to talk, thinking that I am going to inconvenience somebody and that isn't right for me to inconvenience them. I can stop myself a lot because I filter the world through expectations that I have talked myself into because everyone can look at events that happen from different ways. And it's me, Lori, that has internalized a negative reason for any and all events. Every one of us has disappointments. Every one of us has either not gotten the relationship that we wanted 100% of the time or we didn't get the job we wanted or we didn't get the award we wanted or you know our kids didn't behave exactly those of us who have kids I know those of us who have cats have cats who go on the table when we would rather not despite our training you know everybody has had some kind of disappointment but some people have the ability to say oh well that didn't work Let me turn my attention to something else now. Or, huh, 
is there a lesson to be learned here? Okay, let me try something different next time. Or there's those who are more like my usual frame of mind who say, well, see, that was a disaster. Why try that? That, that didn't feel good. I think instead I'll go eat some chips and then be sad about how fat my ass is. <laughs> Literally, my answer to most disappointment was go eat some chips and then get really upset with myself for one binging and then two for how fat I am and nobody could love me anyway. Wah, 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 because I'm so fat. Well, one of the things that I discovered when I started doing stand-up comedy just for the bravery of it, right, is I wanted to do some fat jokes and all of the other comedians and the comedy teachers and the audiences in the open mic nights gave me feedback. Lori, you're not fat enough to pull off a fat joke. I'm like, what do you mean? I can't fit into the Pantages chairs. Of course I'm fat. They're like, no, you are not obviously fat enough for that joke to fly. You look like a normal middle-aged woman. What do you mean middle-aged? Well, gosh, I should say thank you. <laughs> that because I'm approaching seniorhood there <laughs> but the feedback was despite my body image issues for my entire life and how I feel today from outward appearances I'm not large enough to make a good solid fat joke in comedy so you say that should make you happy right well first I was kind of mad what do you mean don't I know myself and then I thought you know what you're right. I can't assume the entire world sees me how I see myself. And isn't that the rub? Because it cuts both ways, you know, the world doesn't always see me as positively as I think my attempt or my style or my look is. And the world doesn't always see me as negatively as I assume my attempt or my looks or my style is. The world will see me how the world will see me according to their filters, assumptions, and experiences. And I have no way of knowing 100% of the time what that's going to be. To some people, I'm massively overweight. To some people, I'm, what are you talking about? You just look like a regular, you know, middle-aged woman. What's up? Right? It's the expectation. Am I trying to be bikini model? No. <laughs> What am I trying to do? My body image varies depending on who is thinking about it. Like, what do they think about their own body? Are they somebody who is conscious of every extra ounce on their own body? Then, yeah, they might be looking at me with a little more critical eye. Or are they somebody who's critical of themselves but very loving and forgiving to others? And to them, I seem just fine. You don't know what's in someone's heart. So I did press send on the email to the lady writer. I have no idea whether she's going to actually delete it or answer me. But I felt brave and I felt good because I realized that I stepped out of the way I filter the world to say, you know what? This lady might say this is a cool opportunity for the writers that I mentor or even a cool opportunity for me to have my story voiced by a voice actor on a podcast. That might happen. What will happen, I don't know. But for today, sitting here on the very, very top Zen spot, in the sun, 
in the bird song, filled with love and possibility, I'm going to give myself a chance. Well, BCs, as I sit here still at the very top Zen spot, still filled with love and hearing the bird song and looking at the beauty of the world, I'd like us all to take a deep breath, close our eyes and send our love and support to BC Joe, who is suffering through some terrible times of loss right now. And I want you to know, Joe, I really care and I know many, many, many thousands of people in the world who listen to this show also care. And I think it'd be a powerful thing if we just took a moment now to think of you. So everybody, let's breathe in deeply. Close your eyes and send Joe some love and care. Another person I want to send my love and our support to is our newest BC, Kathy, who wrote in the contact form on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. I am so grateful for your podcast, Lori. Been out walking tonight, feeling upset with my actions today, and listened to podcast 118. You are my conscience. We have so much in common. The perfectionistic, analytic, etc. Mine comes on when stressed, but usually it's restriction. This time, it's binge eating disorder. Anyhow, sick of it. I'm also in my 50s, and I'm doing disordered as long as I can remember. Keep up your good work, XXXX. And I wrote back, Hi, Kathy. Wow, it was so kind of you to reach out to me today. Thanks for letting me know that I have a 50s twin out there. It can remain a bit of a struggle to focus on life versus food for me, too. So it helps me every time to feel not alone in this. I'm sorry that you've been having some issues too. Stress can be sneaky trigger for sure. Sending you virtual hugs mm, and smooches mm, and letting you know you're not alone either. Day by day and moment by moment, it can and does get better. Thanks again for writing. And so BCs, if you got a time or moment, could you call the Bravery Hotline or use SpeakPipe or come on to CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com and post a comment of support for BC Joe? And for new BC, Kathy with a K, I would appreciate it. And I know they would appreciate it. I would love it if we could send some of our love and support to these wonderful ladies. Some of the most fun I've been having lately, as well as one of the biggest time sucks I've been having lately, is working on my brand new podcast called Stories and Voice. I played you a little snippet of it last show, the Easter show, so if you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to that snippet and you'll get the idea of it. But you can also go now to iTunes and search for either Lori Weaver and see the show or Stories and Voice and see the show. It's also on Spreaker. It's submitted to Stitcher and some other things. So depending on how soon you're listening to this show, today for me is May 19th. You'll be able to find the show on any regular podcast channel, most likely. But you could do me a huge, huge favor if you will go onto iTunes and leave a five-star review or a five-star rating 
because when a show is baby brand new like this, if you get subscribers and you get reviews and, and ratings, that causes iTunes to see recent activity and helps you get into new and noteworthy and find more listeners. It also helps you in the search results. I know we've talked about that before with Compulsive Overeating Diary. With Compulsive Overeating Diary, I felt strongly I wanted everything to be extremely personal. And so I never asked a single person outside of Mark to leave me a review specifically. But for a show like Stories and Voice, for it to find some legs, for it to get found, it would really, really help. So if you could go listen to episode one, at least enough to say in your heart, yes, I do like this enough to, to feel okay with leaving a five-star review or a five-star rating and maybe even subscribe to it. It would help me out immensely and you would have my gratitude for sure. And this is me asking you a favor, make no doubt about it. My negative self wants to say, don't ask them to do stuff like that. But you know what? I believe in this new show. It's like an old time variety show. In fact, let me read you the description we put in there. Time to put on a show. Original radio dramas, featured music, writers and actors having fun collaborating. Take a peek behind voice acting, writing, singing and songwriting with off the cuff interviews and learn what inspires these creative folks. Tips and advice for newbies, thoughts on the business and what it takes to pursue your dream. And we'd love for you to participate too. All experience ranges are welcome, from polished pro to newbies who have a creative dream. So again, you can find out more on the show website, storiesandvoice.com. Or again, if you have an iTunes account already, because I know it's a real pain to make an iTunes account if you don't. But if you have one, if you can find Stories and Voice and you feel like it would be authentic for you to leave a nice rating or a nice review, I would so appreciate it. One reason I like this show so much is that Mark is actually excited about this show. You know, he participated a lot on this one, Compulsive Eating Diary, and he participated a lot on my first show, Daily Adventure Tales. But for both of those two shows, I kind of had to drag him into it. I had to convince him or pull the, if you love me card, or please, honey, please, please type card. And for this show, Stories and Voice, the new one, he's excited about this show. He likes to be my announcer. He likes to participate. He's happy to have the people come over to our house and do the interviews. It's really, really exciting to see Mark be on the same page with me in a natural way, if you know what I mean. It's not like he's ever been not supportive of me, but it's always been, this is your thing, Lori, and I'll do what I can. This one is kind of like, I really believe in this show. I really like it and I like to do anything I can to help you. And that feels fantastic. So even if this show turns out to just be the three or four episodes that I've recorded and I'm getting ready to release over the next couple of months, or whether it goes on for as long as Compulsive Overeating Diary did, it's neat that I got to have that experience of sharing something that's important with me and seeing my husband also be excited about that. That's really cool. And I hope that at least a small number of you, well, I hope all of you, but realistically, I hope some number of you might enjoy this show. Oh, and shout out to BC Pat, because she let me know on Facebook that she did like this show and that she's 
can hardly wait for it to show up on iTunes. So that made me feel fantastic, Pat. Because really, I've been thinking like, well, the BCs have moved on with their life and they're doing whatever they're doing and they probably don't give one rat's ass about what I'm doing with voice acting or that kind of thing because that wasn't our basis of relationship, right? We talked about our food issues and what I do with acting or writing or these other things. That's beside the point. But, Pat, you've proven to me that I know at least one and probably more BCs do care. Also, another shout out for BC Fiona, who is going to let me use one of her original songs in an upcoming episode, and who wrote the theme song for Stories and Voice. I really appreciate that. So that again, I was telling myself, oh, don't bother Fiona right now with, with this. But why not? I did. She did the work. It's wonderful. I love the theme song. So that's the case where it paid off to take a risk. So... If I've learned nothing else today, sitting up here talking on the mountain to myself and to you, I've learned let yourself feel love. Let yourself feel hope. Don't assume everything's going to be negative. And even if something turns out in a way that is a little disappointing or not as you would hope, it's not because you were wrong to wish what you wished for. It's just the way things fell. It's okay to be who you are. It's okay to hope for what you hope for. It's okay to ask for help. Sometimes the people are going to say yes. Sometimes they're going to say no. But it's okay for you to be exactly who you are. And so until next time, I feel compelled inside myself to hike up this mountain and talk to you. Take good care because it's absolutely true that I really, 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 really do care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. Side.